tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today it really is everyone's one of everyone's favorite guests the one the only carlos king david the devo i love you i'm so happy to be back i mean i can't even like speak so people listen i told you people just people love you here carlos they love you i mean Listen, we, I was just on your podcast. We broke some exclusive New Jersey reunion tea. Yes. You the felt- raindrops love you, David, by the way. I think they just love you because I am like the New Jersey version of you. I am like, even though I don't live in New Jersey, I don't want to live in New Jersey. I'm just like the, I I don't even know what it is, but maybe just because I'm like as real and honest as you are. Yes, they love it. Well, that's a good place to start. Listen, um, well, you know, when I was on your show, I did say that I heard that everyone was going to be back from New Jersey. I have since heard, I have heard this, Carlos. I have Ooh. heard that New Jersey, <laughs> I have heard that New Jersey is going to go on a little mini pause. <gasps> I've heard there's a pause. I, listen, I believe you because if any show needs to go on pause, it's not Potomac, how people are sick, Potomac needs to go on pause. Jersey needs a pause. It needs a a a stop. No record. No fast forward. No rewind. It needs a pause. So that actually is great news. And look, I mean, anything's possible. But when I say, I mean, I heard this from an actual cast member who is now planning for summer, and it does, you know, and it was supposed to be like, let's film this month, and now it's like oh, let me look into airfare and where I'm going to be going. So I think this is a pretty reliable source. 
And listen, you and I, listen, there's very little that I know, Carlos. Here's one thing I can tell you for sure. There's never been a pause where everyone comes back. Oh, never. Listen, the last pause we had. So in the in the history of The Real Housewives, and, and you tell me if I am wrong, the two pauses we had was New York City and Beverly Hills, right? Those two. Yeah. Okay. Yes. New York isn't even coming back with the same original cast, so there goes that example, right? Lisa Renna was call it what you want, dismissed, she left, whatever. After a pause from Beverly Hills, I think now it's more evident that it's Melissa Gorga's time to go. That's that's that, that's my thinking. I mean, listen, if there was, if there was, everyone was coming back, we don't need a pause. A pause gets you over. It got you over Lisa Renner, right? So by the time they start filming, you're already over her. And then there's all, and it feels like she was never there. So I agree with you. I mean, I think this pause to me means Melissa is going and they have to figure out how this is actually going to work. I don't understand what the pause would mean other than that. Really? No, it, it, it definitely is that. And it's funny because, uh, apparently, Melissa Gorga said on her podcast, which I thought was so interesting, and let me just say it. She said on her podcast, as you know, David, um, I don't run away from things. Um, I'm not quitting The Real Housewives. I'm like, look, girl, no one said you were quitting. Like, girl, we know you're not quitting. We know that. What we're saying is you will be let go. So this is going to be the funny part. Lisa Renna's statement stated it was her decision, which we all know is BS. Love you, Lisa. We missed you. Come back to the show. It was BS. So when Melissa gets let go, she can hide behind the press release of, I decided to leave. No, girl, you told us you're not a quitter and you don't run away. So... It's sad to me that Melissa isn't as smart as I wanted her to be because you should have tried to save face and not say anything. That's a good point. Yes. Yes. Because Lisa Renna, listen, there are 5%, maybe 10% of the people out there that do believe based on all of her statements and sticking to them and sticking to them on national TV shows that she left on her own. Now, I do think this is what caused Lisa Renna to block me, which... I love Lisa Rinna, Carlos. I Why do. does she block you? I don't know. Here's the thing, Carlos. When you get blocked by a housewife, sometimes you have to dig deep and say why. Because I really don't. I love Melrose Place. I, I'm I'm going to go and make an appearance at Rinna Wines if there's a Rinna Wine tour and she pops up to do a pop-up like Lisa Vanderpump. In some, so I, Lisa may not be happy with me. I'm going to just ingratiate myself onto Lisa Rinna. But I, when I was blocked, because you don't know your blocks until one day it's in your mind and you're like, where's Lisa? I believe after doing some soul searching, Carlos, it has to be that I said very nicely that she was fired, which is a fact. If you weren't fired, Lisa Renna, why block somebody who said it? If, if I, listen, I'm not blocking anybody who's going to say something that isn't true. If it's not true, it's like, whatever, bye. 
it must be true because it got you so bothered to block. And it's funny because I listened to your podcast. That's why I'm shocked because you don't say anything crazy about Lisa Renna. I now, love her. Now the other girls, you say, you know, but Lisa Renna, <laughs> you say, you're like me. You say, guys, you, you, you're making a big mistake. She's great for the show. Is she messy? Yes, but we need it. Because the Lord knows Dorit and her rented fashions, allegedly, is not going to give us anything outside of kissing Kyle's ass. So Lisa, stop it. Unblock him. It's not that big of a deal. But once again, it goes to show me that you're not that bright because you blocking somebody by saying you got fired means you did get fired and it hurt your feelings. Yeah. And maybe it was for something else, but I mean, really my, my record now, Melissa Gorga, I told you just recently blocked me because Margaret, but like Melissa Gorga should have blocked me a year and a half ago. <laughs> like it, it's never the ones that should block you. And even Jen Shaw up to the point that she blocks me, I never now, I mean, now gloves are off. I'll say about, I'll say what I really think about Jen Shaw, but I really tiptoed around it up until the fact that I realized I was blocked. I'm blocked, girl. David, all of these housewives are, you know what? And listen, I can say this to you, David. You are really that girl because you really must have such strong opinions that are rooted in truth that the truth hurts their feelings. Because one thing I know about reality stars, 99.9% .9 of them wants people who, to kiss their ass. And they want to live in this bubble of their fandom and not allow anything outside of that to infiltrate their world. You are really that girl, David. I never used to be, though. <laughs> You're not blocked by anyone, Carlos. Are you not blocked by anyone? I'm going to double check. As Listen, I'm going to tell you who a good story really quickly. I love Kyle Richards. She's my all-time favorite housewife in terms of yeah. someone who I don't know because I know the others. Um, I love her. Love, love, love her. Last season on my podcast, I was very hard on Kyle. Like, Kyle, you need to do this, do that. People would say, like, damn, Carlos, like, you really are going in for Kyle. I'm like, no, I love her. David, Kyle started following me. But it goes to show you that certain people who appreciate honesty, they're not blocking you. They're following. So as of today, David, I'm not blocked by a housewife. Although I heard Heather DeBro doesn't like me, allegedly. That's what you said on your podcast. Well, another show, someone recently told me that they, that they joined my Patreon. It was a housewife. She said, oh, I joined your, I was like, you did bullshit. Then I realized, wait, I never pay attention to this. Let me go see. And sure enough, she, so then I started listening. Yes, so she's blocked me, but this is not the same housewife. But guess who's on my Patreon? Hi, Melissa Gorgon. Thank you Shut for, they, they, thank you for the money every month, girl. Melissa Gorgon, I mean. Is I, this breaking news? <laughs> I've never said this before because I just did this research of, and I mean, we can go down the list. I've taken screenshots of all you. So to your point, thank I would like to thank all these housewives for actually paying and subscribing to my paid Patreon every month because Melissa's not alone. <laughs> Honey, those NB checks are cashing at David's Patreon account. <laughs> now, I mean, maybe she's going to say, oh, shit. And now she's going to cancel her membership. But 
<laughs> Melissa Gorga, you know you want to hear every month. So just stay there, girl. The cat's out of the bag. But you know what this means, though, right, David? Like, look, like me, she's obsessed with your Saturday episode with Kim D. Listen, it's that it's that question that Andy asks on Bravo on Watch What Happens. And I don't want to be hated. I don't. But would I rather be feared or loved? I will choose feared. I, I would. It means I'm doing my job well, right? Yes, you have a hot podcast, baby. You're doing it very, very fucking well, I may add. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. I've been telling you guys for a few weeks about these amazing Nebula 9, basically vodka in a can. They're ready to drink cocktails. Then I want to know which is your favorite. Come on, you've had several weeks to try these out, guys. My favorite's the Great Beyond, but I wonder if yours is the same or if you like Moscow Mule, the Pineapple Passion Fruit Paradise, or the Palmy Blue Cosmo better. Forget having to like mix drinks at home or make your own drink. These are literally like you open the can and you drink. And the best thing, each can is equal to two shots of vodka. Of course, drink responsibly, but how great is that? Also, it's the summer and I need to keep my summer body going. So there's no sugar added, which I love. They're made with real fruit juice and the taste is just so damn good. One of the best things for me about the Nebula 9 ready to drink cocktails, they come right to your front door. You can drink them at home or take them on the go. So listen, order yours at nebula9vodka.com and use promo code VELVET for 10% off your order. You can thank me later. Of course, always drink responsibly. Must be 21 or older to purchase. That's nebula9vodka.com. Use promo code VELVET for 10% off and DM me and let me know what flavor is your favorite. Well, someone else is doing a great job. I mean, I had the pleasure last year of sitting down with the OG Michelle. Whitfield, I saw you just had her back on your podcast, girl. Atlanta is back in the house. Yes, I am so excited. It's, you know, listen, that franchise will always be very, very close to my heart. And after watching the the premiere, I'm like, my girls are back. So I'm feeling good. I think this is right. Like we're getting into, I think this is going to be like, we don't have a lot to go on, but I think it's going to be a good season, right? Listen, but okay, I have learned through two things. One, my own history of producing shows. Secondly, based on a couple of um, franchises where the first episode was good. And then you're like, oh shit, Potomac being the most recent example of how an episode, I'm sorry, a season started strong and then it kind of like went crazy. So Atlanta premiere episode was really good. I'm just hoping that they're able to sustain the momentum. And I'm very careful with saying this will be a great season after one episode, because at the end of the day, the A story in the first episode had to do with Sheree's boyfriend, Martel, who's on my show, Love and Marriage Huntsville. So because he's currently filming on that show, he's not making a lot of appearances on Atlanta. But 
you based on the first episode, David, you want to see more of Martell and Sheree. And that's going to be the concerning thing about this season. Do you ladies have something else to talk about besides Sheree's new boo? Right. And would, I mean, listen, it would be interesting because listen, Sheree's a great housewife because she does really put it out there, right? She really is just like, what what next like there's no melissa gorga with her of of what am i gonna sheree is just like it, right you feel it you're in the moment you had her on the podcast recently so i think if she had a different boyfriend we would be seeing it but let's just face it the fact that it is from your show mr martell holt makes this just all that i mean i i cannot get enough honey i i can't get enough it's listen and it's funny because um I had a moment, David, where I'm like, you know what, Carlos, bitch? You left the show six years ago, and somehow, some way, you found your way back into it. Who would have thought in a million years, think about this, David, I leave a show that I helped start um, to create another franchise, and how those worlds are colliding, Atlanta Housewives and Love and Marriage Huntsville, and to see Martel on the premiere, I was beaming like a proud father. Like he looks great. He there and look, their chemistry, they're having some good sex. He looks phenomenal when he goes into that. And you know, there he's taking the sh- I'm like, wait, I don't know if I really ever realized that Martel was all this. Like you. <laughs> You have got my attention, honey. Like, I just, I have woken up. I mean, I don't, I mean, I know it's always been out there, but I guess it took coming on this with Sheree for me to be like, wow, okay. Hubba, hubba. Hubba, hubba. (laughs) I mean, like, where do you stand and can you have an opinion as the executive producer of Real Housewives of Love and Marriage Huntsville? I mean, because a lot of people don't have such a positive opinion, Miss Kenya Moore. I know. And you know, Kenya is literally like a friend of mine. Like, I, I love Kenya. She's such a good girl. Look, I will always be a viewer first. That's 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 first and foremost. And what she says, Sheree is a real OG, a true OG. And she gives everything to this show. So to see how she's allowing herself to be seen with this guy from another show who unfortunately cheated on his wife, had a child while they were married, um, had a child with, with another woman while he was married to his then wife, um, to see that he overcame that, dated one of the hottest women on Atlanta Housewives, and sort of is now seen as like this hunky guy who is charming the pants off of Sheree. But according to the other girls, like Kenya, is alleging that he's sliding in DMs. But I have to say, I am enjoying every single moment of it because Kenya is a fan of Love and Marriage Huntsville. And what people don't know is Kenya praised Martell when she and I would talk. And she said this publicly during an IG Live we had years ago. So it went from praising Martell being a good father to, oh, he's in my DMs and he's a cheater. Once a cheater, always a cheater. So I'm curious to see how all of that is going to unfold in terms of the season. 
And is Kenya maybe, I mean, she has this other guy now, but putting him, is she maybe like a little jealous? Like, does she maybe want Martel for herself? See, I don't know. So that's the thing. I don't think she wants Martel for herself. Let's be, let's be clear here. Kenya knows how to make good TV. I think Kenya saw an in and said, let me run with this. I Listen, I do not believe that Martel was trying to flirt with Kenya. Um, I, I don't believe that. And Kenya has yet to reveal what Martel said to her, right? Think about it. In the episode, she never said, well, he said X, Y, and Z. The only thing my the girl DM said- The DM is apparently missing. It's apparently been retracted. Yes, exactly. As if Donald Trump has something to do with it, you know? So again, I think Kenya saw a way to start trouble. And look, that's why we love Kenya. We we expect that from Kenya. And I think Kenya wants to deliver a great show because we don't have Nini. We don't have Kim Zosiak. We don't have Portia. So I think Kenya realizes that the villain role has to be fulfilled by her. Who is, I'm going to ask you to choose amongst your children now. And you, you know, you started it, but so they're not really all your children because there are people that came later. Yes. But who really is, because we have some all-stars here. Who really is the MVP of this cast? I think it's a tie between Sheree and Kenya. And the reason why I say that is they both do a stellar job at laying everything out on the table. Like they they literally do. I, I don't think people give Sheree her props enough to give her credit that she introduce herself living in this big mansion and then having to um, move into a smaller location, right? You had Kenya go through these crazy guys, Matt, her husband, um, dealing with her mother, ignoring her as she's knocking on the door. Those are levels of honesty that we as reality lovers enjoy. And I think Sheree and Kenya are the MVPs. And, and Candy does a great job too. Um, I saw a clip from um, a, an upcoming episode where she did not want to talk about something going on with OLG and the shooting. And she said, I'm not talking about it. I don't like that. I feel like there's a way to talk about it and protecting yourself, but you have to talk about it. And we need to see more of that. Well, that is what everyone says. I mean, I've interviewed Candy too. I was blown away by like, just, I was like, I'm talking to a real person. This is amazing. There is this thing about Candy. You know, it keeps coming up every season that you just want to talk about, you know, your Broadway and your EGOT and everything else. And you don't, but I mean, in this first episode, like we, she went there with Todd and you saw emotion and she's stepping to Courtney when Courtney's coming for her. Like, I don't know. I think Candy is as under, but I mean, I, I actually agree with you. I like bow to the altar of Kenya Moore. I think she's like- Ugh. Forever, who does who doesn't like her? I mean, I don't understand it. I think there's just I don't think there's anything not to like about Kenya. I love her. And 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 David, look in in quote unquote real life, Kenya is the best to work with. Kenya shows up. She does her job. She lays it on the table. She asks the questions. She she's not blaming production. You know, listen when you're shooting for hours and hours. 
I can't tell you how many times people say, no, the producers told me to ask you that question. Kenya has never thrown anybody under the bus. She she takes it on the chin. She delivers. She's she's an all-star housewife. And she's the nicest to work with. But isn't Candy, Con yeah, I mean, I could see that. Isn't Candy kind of the same way? Because that's one of the things that, like, Andy has said, like, you know, yes. Candy never complains. She never asked for an edit. She just does. I mean, I even asked her, I said, and she said, I think this is one of the reasons why Andy likes me. I, I, I don't ask for edits. I do the job and it's a job. No, when I worked with her, my favorite season of Candy was season six. That's when Mama Joyce emerged and talked about her disdain for Todd. And think about it. Candy gave you a story about her mother not liking her then fiance and dealing with her aunts having an issue um, with her, with, with Todd's extended family. Then you had her mother try to fight her best friend at a bridal store. And 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 let's not forget her her first season, she was engaged. And as the season was airing, her fiance died. You know, like so she yeah. and she and she talked about it at that particular reunion, season two. So she's another one who really gives everything to the show. She she she's always been somebody who said. I signed up for it, let's do it. And I also think, look, I think Candy always knew too that people would assume she's this elevated person because she's a Grammy winner. She comes from this very successful girl group. She's loaded. She, she, she's loaded. So I think for her too, she always felt like I have something to prove because she's not like a Nini or Kenya where she's like, ah, unless you get her there. But she definitely has earned her peach for sure. I think so, too. Now, in typical fashion, you know, here we have this great show. And we're all excited to watch it. And we have some some non all stars here, but we'll we'll get to that in a second. But we got some things going on off camera with some of our people from the past. I mean, I saw your post like Tim and Croy. I mean, are you I mean, your mouth is dropping open like I take it. You mean you said this on your Instagram or on your podcast? You're 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 shocked. Beyond. Oh, beyond. So, so David. Talk to I, me. I was with Kim and Croy. I had this late night show on OWN called The Nightcap. I reunited the OGs from Atlanta. Um, Nene wasn't there um, for obvious reasons because she was dealing with things for the network and she didn't want to show up. I invited her though. She said no. She responded so, to you? Oh, she did. No, I spoke to Nene last week. Me and Nene are, are, are good. We're in a good place. Okay. Um. So we had. We I'm had just looking out for you, Carla. Oh no, know. no. Me and Nini are good. Somehow, I love you, Nini. Somehow you go to whatever, and yet you're in a good place with everyone. No <laughs> one's blocked you, but yet I say one word that's actually true, and I get blocked by one of my <laughs> favorite icons. I mean, Melrose Place. Like I, I will not let this deter me from my love for Lisa Rinna. Now, Lisa Renna, if you're listening, unblock him. It's not that big of a fucking deal. I expect more and better from you. Okay. God. So we had Sheree, Deshaun Snow, Lisa Wu, and Kim Zoziak Beerman. So, David, during the getting ready, you know, for the um the live appearance, Kim McCroy in the dressing room. This is literally like a year ago today. Kim McCroy in the dressing room, inseparable, lovey-dovey. We spoke for a good 30 minutes 
again, this is off camera in the dressing room. We're laughing. We're joking. He's he looks good. She looks fucking amazing. We get on set as a closed set. She's like, Carlos, now you know Croy needs to come. I said, bitch, okay, fine. Croy, Croy is standing behind the camera guy because they're inseparable. And we had a good time. I saw no signs of that. And yes, it's a year ago, but a year ago isn't like that far away from like today. So I am surprised by it because David, literally in my real life, I don't know two people who are more in love than Kim and Croy, which made me sort of come to these conclusions like, is there more to this divorce than just we are not allowed, not allowed, we're not at the place where our relationship can be fixed. I There's something about that that is just becoming so unbelievable to me. Listen, you know, you <laughs> know, you're where, the lawyer, you know, where my mind goes on everything. It's just, I mean, you owe this money. I mean, could we be having like a bankruptcy that's coming up? Like, granted, you, you can't dissolve anything with the IRS. Like that's, that's not no, involved. You have to pay that. Right. But I just feel there's gotta be, I think, you know, look, we've all heard about Kim's financial issues over the years. I just feel my mind goes to like, is this some legal play to pretend? This is why you always are like, oh, I'd like to, this is how my mind is so like maniacal. Like, I don't even believe in like, I skip over the love and the feelings and I'm like, okay, <laughs> what is the business purpose going on here? And I don't know, like, could this be like something with money where like someone's going to protect another one? This is what I said about er 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 Erica and Tom forever too, about like, I just oh, don't yeah. know if I buy, like I feel... But I mean, maybe, look, I'm not shocked if two people are getting divorced just because I have like a cynical negative view of the reality of the world. But could this just be to your point, like that they're so in love and there's some financial play and there's bankruptcy or runes, runes coming to someone and someone's going to take the brunt of it. I don't know. It seems weird to me. But let me ask you this, because you're the, you're the lawyer. So this is what, because obviously, David... You can imagine my phone was rigging off the hooks with people like, Carlos, what's going on? A lot of people, 99% of the people I've spoken to have said, this is a way of protecting assets. Um, that's that's like what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. Due to the $1.1 million that they owe the IRS that was revealed two hours before TMZ obtained the legal documents of this divorce filing. So those coincidence. And then let's go further. Maybe six to nine months ago, her house was allegedly in foreclosure. Yeah. So a lot of people who I know, some Atlanta housewives included, believe that this is a way to protect assets. That's but can you I do mean. that? Well, that's where it gets all complicated. But I feel, yeah, like I think if you have the right legal counsel and it's like, I think the first step is to file divorce. And yeah, I mean, you know, like the, the nuances, like I have to see exactly what all the assets are and all the claims. And but yeah, I mean, this I, I think it's such it's too much of a coincidence 
I feel that out of all the reality TV couples, you know, they wouldn't be on the top of my list of people I would be, you know, like I'm not, not shocked, but I'm more shocked than most. You know what I mean? Like there's plenty yeah. of other couples from our housewives world that I'd be like, of course they're getting divorced. Like that's like rap and drew. We were like, duh. And you know, what's really funny. I just had on Sanya Richards Ross on this very podcast. It's not out yet. It's going to air in three days. She, she, she was shocked. She, she was shocked. That's, that's my point. And I, and I said to her the same thing you did. I was like, well, there, there, there was this Tampa incident and they kind of fought the whole second <laughs> season. And I mean, Ralph is out there. And I mean, really? Are you, are you really shocked? She yeah. really, she was truly like, I'm shocked. Yes, I'm shocked. Uh, no. So that wasn't a shock to me at all based on what we saw on the show and then what we saw based on, on, on social media. But one of the things you, you gave of the example of Erica, Geraldi, and Tom. Now, when she announced they were divorcing, was it the presidential election or something the day she announced it? It was some weird yeah. day dealing with like the election. Sorry, guys, I'm not into politics. So I'm not into politics either. Thank God. Yeah, it was something weird. But when it was announced, I remember saying, oh, this has something to do with Tom allegedly saying, in order for you to be protected against what's going on with me, yeah, let's get a divorce. Yeah. So I'm with you in terms of a divorce is not always we have fallen out of love with each other. Now, are you close with Kim? Can you just pick up the phone and find <laughs> out for us, girl? Look at David wanted me to get the scoop. So look, I I know my girls. Okay, so when the news broke yesterday, I, I know them. You never reach out to your ladies the day news break because their phone is bombarded with messages. So I always wait days until, you know, things die down. And then I'll reach out to show my support or love in this case. So I haven't spoken to her. The last time me and Kim spoke was a few months ago. And that's why I'm shocked because, David, the bitch was with Croy when we spoke. <laughs> you are right, though, about because I see when you really are friends with these people or know them, I do. I was in close contact texting like almost like on a daily basis at one point with Meredith Marks when the whole Jen Shaw thing broke. And I was like, I'm not texting her today. I'm not texting her three days from now. I'm not texting her five weeks from now about Jen. You got to lay low. Just, lay low. I totally agree, Carlos. You never do it. The Oh, oh, it's so good to catch up. Oh, wait, you're, you're breaking. You, you want to talk about this? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they will. And they will. So you give it, you give it time. I, I like to give it time. So that's, that's, that's how I roll. That's how I roll. And it wasn't like, I was like, you know, but I was like, and I even was like in really close contact with Lisa Barlow, but really Meredith, we were like texting and I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to text you and mention the word Jen Shaw today, <laughs> next week, because you got to just step away and let them come to you. Right. Yes. And that's how you prevent yourself from getting blocked. That is how you present yourself. <laughs> Do you think, like, why do I feel there is this, like, 
narrative in the Bravo world that like Kim is just persona non grata. Like, I mean, and, and, and that there, I have this like, I feel it. I feel it. Like, would they? I feel like she's just not welcome back. Is that just me? In my oh no, listen. I think when it comes to Kim, this is the thing, right? Okay. How how you're introduced, that's who they are accustomed to. So when you go against the grain, you become unfamiliar to some people, right? So let's start with Kim Zosiak. Think about it. We fell in love with Kim with Red Solo Cup, Cigarette in Hand, Cuss Like a Sailor, and would be around the women, would show up at the party, show up at the events, and like totally integrated herself into the storyline. The moment her and Croy got married during season five, I mean, they got married after season four. Season five was her last season, and it's no coincidence. She was no longer the Kim that, in my opinion, the world and the network fell in love with for that show. So giving her the spinoff was like, can we have this I Love Lucy persona for this show? And it did well for a lot of seasons. Um, but I think what needs to happen is, and, and think about, and they brought her back season 10, right? And I thought she did a great job getting into with Kenya, with Nini, with the roaches and the, you know, your child sucking blah for John Legend tickets, like that whole thing, like it was a great story. Uh, but Kim left and Croy was hiding in the garage. So those are the things to me that, I feel like can sometimes make people think, are you ready to become who we fell in love with? And I think Kim has to remind them she still exists somewhere. She still yeah. exists somewhere. But you know she's coming back at least for one appearance during this season. So we'll see, but I'll say this much. Andy said he texted her yesterday. And Let's be clear. Andy that's isn't cold, just text. That's cold. Oh, oh. I mean, who would, if we could pick anyone, I mean, it, truly, we have a choice of anyone from the past of Atlanta. Who would you want back? Nene? I mean, that's that's based on your face. That's what you're going to say? I would love to see Nene and Kim back with Sheree. Because this, and this is, to me, is this. That trifecta was delicious television. There's something about the chemistry between Nene, Kim, and Sheree that is indescribable. And I feel like Sheree is missing that on this show right now because, listen, yeah, yeah, yeah she's, she's, she's cool with Sonya, which is great. Her and Kenya have a good rapport, which is, which is actually really fun to watch. But she doesn't have anybody with rich history and and where they they kind of know secrets about each other and they're they're almost like thin line of like bitch if you go further I'm going to expose you and it's fun to watch I need to see Nini Kim and Sheree in the same room just the three of them and I think the ratings will explode yeah and we can get rid of some others. Who would you get rid of, David? Who would you get rid of? 
You know, to be honest with you, and I've said this before, I almost thought that I'm not shocked that Drew and Ralph are divorcing, but I'm almost shocked. Like it wouldn't, I even went to my mind of like, is this a real storyline? Oh, so when that happened, I had to call some people in close proximity. I can 100% confirm it's really it's happening. Oh, David. It's real. It's I mean, real. You've read some of the things. I mean, it seems ugly. Yeah. It's, 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 listen, it could get very ugly if things get exposed. What type of things? <laughs> um, let's just say there's, listen, there's rumors of infidelity. You know, there's rumors of a side woman. There's, you know, there's there's all those things that are happening in the, in the you know, the state of Georgia. Not Florida, but the state of Georgia. Right, the, you're implying there's rumors of, you know, maybe Ralph is not a completely straight man. No, see, oh. no, 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 oh. no. It, it has nothing to do with... But what uh, I was told, just... it has nothing to do with Ralph. Allegedly. That is more so Drew. That's what the people are telling me. So that could make Drew interesting. And now, you know, yeah. I've, had, I've had my girl, listen, you know what happens once you come on and we have a great chat, then it's like, that's like the Heather Dubrow. So I've had such an amazing experience with Miss Sanya Richards-Ross. I loved, loved her. So yeah. now it's like, I am now. So wait, but okay, let me ask you this. Pre-interview, right? So before you interview Sonia, was she have been on the chopping block? Well, I wasn't. She, but same thing, like when can't just when she was coming on my show, even Candy, when she, Candy was coming on my show, I was like, it's gonna be okay, but it's gonna be very canned. And nope, Candy was like, I was like, I am bowing down to Candy because like this was one of the best interviews ever. I love so when Sanya was coming out, I was like, okay, I mean, there's maybe not so much here to pull from, but I found her so endearing and real and just willing to answer my questions. Okay. So you still didn't answer my question. Who would you Well, okay, it's so, so hard. You have to go down like elimination, you know, have to process of elimination, right? Oh, I mean this is a top model. So we can <laughs> like I have two cards in my hands, and one of you are going to the next round. I'll tell you mine. It's fine. Who? Okay. And it doesn't mean I don't disclaimer, it doesn't mean I don't dis I don't like you. I love you. I I, I just he's asking me my dream cast. Yeah, my dream Atlanta Housewives cast is Nene, Tim, Sheree, Candy, Phaedra, and Kenya. I mean, that would be <laughs> Phaedra is is is. I mean, aren't you excited? She's headed to marry to Madison. I mean, this is yes, and I have heard David. Keep going, girl. Keep going. <laughs> I have heard that Phaedra is back and is making some good television. I heard Phaedra, listen, I've been told that Phaedra, what I say about Kim Zozak, right? Like who we fell in love with. I've heard that original Phaedra is back. 
This is where like girls trip could really do you good or bad. It really is changing careers before our very eyes. Right. I mean, Taylor is back in the OC. And I mean, now this, I think girls trip resurrected. It's like a little test. We're going to give you a little test. It is. It is. I think so too. It helped Tamara. It helped Taylor. It helped Phaedra. So it did not, it did not help Brandy Glanville. And that's no shade because I love Brandy, but I mean, it doesn't, I don't think it helped. No, I, I think it's the end. Isn't that, t- is it, how do you feel about that though? Oh, Look, that's a complicated one. It's, it's plausible that we may not see Brandy again. I, I on Bravo. Think, I think it's likely I think it's likely. I, I really don't see how they can bring her back after this. I don't. And I'm still convinced. I mean, I, I had Brandy on. I just had Caroline on. I'm convinced Caroline has filed a lawsuit, has... I mean, I... No one is... I mean, this isn't like... I mean, I'm just convinced. Like, there's nothing. And I do have some... I've heard some things. But I'm... It, I mean, like... <laughs> Well, to that effect, and this isn't, but if she had, look, you don't always have to file a lawsuit to say there's money that was put into a bank account. And now we're all just going to, you know, sign our names on the documents, no lawsuit because this money cleared, you know, like that is a way to do it too. So that's, but I am, and this isn't nothing. I'm, this is no team, this one or that one. That's just a fact of how, look. If that happened to me or anything close to it, I would, I guarantee you that I would be, I mean, I would be like, bye, Bravo. I'll never be back. But the money has cleared today. I would absolutely lawyer up and go hard. That's just me. Now, do, well, well, now, look. now, now, don't be afraid to hire me, executive producer. Ken. <laughs> I mean, I am, I am a well, I know how to play. I know I'm like, I, I'm like a Kenya when I'm like a higher talent, you show up, you do the job, you say, thank you. You become low. Yeah. I'm just saying like when it's really over, like, and that's the other thing too. Like, I think, I think Brandy based on some statements she's made recently, I think she realizes it's over. So I, if, if I were her, I would also go hard at it. Like realizing, wait a second, you're never going to use me again. Well, then that's where you see like they're demanding footage and this and that. And she's saying like, this narrative is so damaging. Is If I were her, I, w- I would go do something too. This is just me. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Um, and I'm pushing stuff back so we can continue. Um, I know. I'm very condescending. Oh, no, no, me. no, no. Let's, I already pushed it back. We have another okay. 15. All good. Okay. Because okay. okay. your assistant made it very clear that you have a heart. I know, I know. I you're just, very into like, man cars. I just said push it back 15 minutes. Okay. Because we, I still want to wrap things up. In, we have in a things good going. Way. And then we'll um, Do you think that Brandy Glanville will never work in this business again. I mean, the thing is, to me, there's no difference between that and NeNe Leakes. It's the same question. I think NeNe's chances of, I mean, I think, I, okay, I think truly Brandy will never see on an NBC anything again. That's truly what I feel. It's not, doesn't mean I don't, I love Brandy. And then we I love go, Brandy. Brandy's great yeah. television. Yeah. And then I go to Nini and I'm like, 
I don't know. I'm more torn maybe about Nini because I always say if you sue a, the net, a network, that's the end of it. But then, I mean, look, we have, here's a perfect example. And it's not, it's a much lesser example. We have this legacy show that we're casting and Ramona has a troubled, a very recent troubled cast of, you know, I mean, do I think Ramona is racist? I don't. But we have this claim against Ebony. You know, Ebony goes and complains to HR, even though she's probably like, I'm not being disloyal to you, Ebony, even though you've never admitted this. We all know it happened. And now we can't use Ramona for legacy. So Ramona says legacy loser on the Carlos King podcast, (laughs) you know. And then she says, and, and I believe Ramona when she says, I've moved on in life. Like, I do believe it. She's not one of these housewives that's talking. Ramona is all about Ramona. She can't see past Ramona. So I, yes. so I was right. So I do believe that Ramona's moved on and she's not talking. And she is when she says, my life is better now. Of course it's better, girl. You don't have all this drama. Life is great. So I believe all of that and that she's moved on and I, I'm, I never want to go back. Now we have legacy and we have Joel Zarin who pulls out because she says, you you gave me the least amount of money and I'm worth way more than that. And you all think I'm desperate, Jill. I'll teach you a lesson because I'm filming the OG show over here. So Jill doesn't sign. She is, I mean, that's I, that I've known for an actual fact months, months, weeks, months before it happened. I never really broke it because it was from such, but I think Jill has now put that out there, right, Jill? Oh, on the Jeff Lewis show, she absolutely okay. did. Well, there you go, yes. Jill. See, Jill, because Jill and I are, I spoke to her the other day on the phone for like two hours. Jill and I, I are- I love like, Jill. We are, we are, whatever, we've, we are close now. I love my Jill. Now, so that's that. So Jill's out now of this. Now the whole thing falls apart. We don't have a legacy show now. And now we might do a legacy girls trip which Jill still pretty much doesn't want to do. And now we're coming back to Ramona. You know that theory? It's, and that is, this is true. So my point is, Bravo can say, you know, we are not working with Ramona. We're going to, you know, because she's a difficult and she has some racial tendencies here. But when they need her, sure. Now Ramona, Ramona's back in. She's she's going to do this girl's trip. And she too is full of shit because she doesn't want to do what she doesn't want to do it. Sure. But she's going to, as you say, no one turns down an offer. Ramona's no going to sign on. the. If no one realizes this, Ramona's going to sign on the dotted line for this legacy girl's trip whatever it is. And she'll say, well, I stand by the legacy loser, but this is just girl's trip for 10 days. <laughs> Girl, they didn't want you. They, they they didn't want you. You were fired from the legacy show and they weren't going to take you. And now they're going to take you. You'll take it. So the point is, I don't know if Atlanta isn't, if this season is lackluster and the ratings don't go up and they're like, we need a big move here. I don't know. Maybe there will be that lunch between Andy and Nene, but I just think when it's legal, it's so much harder. Yes, and I think to your point, obviously, you know, look, who would have thought Jax and Brittany, right, would be back into the fold, right? And now I'm hearing Kristen too. So to your point, I think I think things need to simmer down. So I'm actually agreeing with you in terms of, some time have to pass because look, we live in a world where people have a short memory span. Like they just don't really, and they don't care as much years later as they would have in the moment. Um, One thing you touched on that is so interesting. I never thought about that. If Atlanta Housewives isn't good this season, I do think you'll see the return of Nene and Kim. I don't, I don't, I don't think they would. Let's listen. Let's have an honest conversation. 
Yeah. I don't think they believe saying Kim is back is big enough. Right? It's sort of like, that's your big announcement? Like, that that doesn't get people excited, right? I think if you said, we have Nene and Kim back, David, I can promise you, you think Vanderpump Rules ratings are at its highest this season based on the scandal. That's going to give that particular franchise the biggest number it has seen in recent years. And I, look, I think time has passed to where you can sit down, have a conversation, really get to the root of the issue and say, I'm sorry, you're sorry, let's figure this out. And I, I'm i like you. It's not too far-fetched to me to see Nene back on Atlanta. If, if this season isn't good. But would Nene be able to play and say, you're right, I'm not worth, you know, although Candy makes a shitload of money, you know what I mean? Like Nene yeah. would have to come back with like, it can't be like, I'm $5 million, Nene leaks, and this no. is my show. She would have to right. fall in line and just be a soldier, which look, I think enough, she would. And as you say, Carlos, a direct quote from Carlos King, life after housewives, David, is not easy. It ain't, bitch, it ain't easy. And guess what? It's not cute. And you, you all of a sudden you have all of these issues. So that's why I'm telling you, it's very humbling for someone to not have. Listen, I wish people would just be honest and say, like Tamara. Tamara said, I got fired. Tamara said, I unfollowed people because I couldn't, I didn't have enough um, emotional stability to watch my former castmates move on. Tamara was honest and said, this is a huge fucking show that dominated my life. She made a joke about where do housewives go to die? We TV. And she got fired and then realized this big show it's not fun to be the one to get put out of the party. You want to be the one to leave the party. And Lisa Vanderpump, to her credit, I don't think she misses Housewives be only because she has Vanderpump rules. If she did not have that, she would miss it. I don't think she misses it at all. Um, so I sell that to say it's a very humbling experience for a housewife to be fired for from a show and be out of the of that of that bubble for more than 2 years it's very bad and that's why a lot of times they either go through a divorce or they're losing stuff as Tamara said, even Eddie was on board this time, you know, and I'm sure he was. He's probably like, you're miserable oh. without, without the show. By the way, our bank account is miserable without oh. the show. No offense to the CBD or whatever else it was. No, it's the... David, let's have an honest conversation. You're ma If you've been on the show for more than five, six years, you're making seven figures. Duh. Okay. You're making seven figures. It's a big-ass commercial to promote anything. You Do you think the fucking casino in Atlantic, New Jersey is going to book you for a fucking talking stage moment if you're not a housewife? No. And do even you, if they do, I mean, that's like 10 grand at most for the night to sit yes, up. Yes. In a, a lot of cases, it's five grand, but go on. 
oh look at david he yeah it's like invoice. it's like five to like that you know luann and ramona and dorinda are doing that tour it's five to ten grand depending upon a lot of things i can t- i can tell you that for sure actually and and honey that's that's paying for in some cases one month of a mortgage not right. including the utilities honey or the gas so it's devastating for these women and that's why look it's not it's not as hard as you may think to get someone to come back no i mean i i agree with you i Hi, listen Denise richards i'm sorry continue david that's a good point. I mean, Denise, what what happened to that two two plus mi- million dollars that she wanted? Now she's back, and she could say, "Oh, it's because Lisa Rinna's gone." No, it's it's easy money, girl. And you realize, you know, why? Are you gonna be? Are you excited at all? You know, Andy just did this thing and said, you know, the new show, the Roni show. He said it is, you know, different. <laughs> I I think I think though. I mean, I I I. I I might be messing up the exact word. But You're he not. Said, That's why I'm laughing. Okay. <laughs> he said, oh, it's it's different. And, you know, everyone's like, well, different is what I say when, you know. So are we excited at all? I'll you, speak. You could be because I, I, I'm not. Oh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm so conflicted over it. I'm not conflicted at all. I'm not excited. Um. I don't care. And listen, I'll be, listen, I will come back on your show and eat crow if it's amazing, like Miami Housewives. But I I, I actually cared about Miami coming back because I, I like the show. I, I never understood why people didn't um, gravitate towards it, seasons one and two um, or three. But look, as of today, I am not interested in the show. I'm going to watch the premiere. And that's the only thing I can promise you. I think based on, and this, look, uh, I'm just being honest. Based on who I've seen in the cast, I'm sort of like, okay, can I be honest? Can we talk? I like to see middle-aged women fight. I'm sorry. You know, I... I don't know. I I, I, I like my Shannon Bedores. I I like my Vicky Gulbersons. I like my Ramonas. I like women. The countess. Because they have much, they they have life, you know? I I don't want to see a group of influence. If I wanted to watch a group of influencers, I would go on Snapchat. I would go on TikTok. I I don't care about your fashions being great. That doesn't excite me. Um, When I heard it be described as different, yeah. And this is one thing I know for sure. New York was Andy's favorite show. 100. Lives, oh, that he lives in New York. You know, he he would have a twinkle in his eye when he would host the reunions. You know, there was it's sort of like how I talk about Atlanta, right? There there's like you you could tell the difference between me talking about Atlanta Potomac. Like there's a twinkle, there's a smile. I I smile big. So to know that this used to be your favorite show with these iconic women, Sonya Morgan, Ramona, Luann, Bethany, Jill, right? And to know that you now have to watch episodes of these fucking influencers who 
you have to care about. And it's one thing to care about one new person. You have to care about five new women. And let's be honest here. It's equivalent to watching a brand new show about a group of women as if it could have been on BET. You know what I mean? Like it, it, or another network. And yeah, I listen, if he feels that way about it and he, that's, that's, you know, that's obviously his, his world. I think it's safe to say that we're all going to feel that way. And that's why I said, I said a year ago to Ebony K. Williams, that what you want to call it, reboot, whatever, should have been on Peacock. I agree with all of that or like E or something, but, and also Andy, these are his, like, like he still loves them all. Like these are his colleagues, like Ramona. Th these are the same age, you know, Andy, Luann, like a Andy and Luann. I mean, Luann lives right down the street from me here in the Hamptons. Like these are his actual friends, whether they're fired or not. Now to have to watch a bunch of people that are also right, like 23, 25 years younger than you. He's probably sitting there being like, Listen, I've the whole point of Housewives is you put women on television that there was no place for. There was no place for someone in their 50s or 60s. It didn't exist. And that was the great thing about Housewives. You are giving this whole group of women that are, quote unquote, in the media's eyes over the hill, a whole new life and making them heroes and giving them careers and lives. And by the way, like, I think if you were going to do this influencer thing, then to me, to bring it back to our first conversation, you should have done it. The Olivia Palermo, you should have done it. Yes. The, like the Hills with 23, I'm a total bitch. And that's my nemesis. Like you could have done the city. You could have done the Whitney Port, the city with a bunch of like 20 something gorgeous, bitchy ass diverse, but bitchy ass women. This is like right in the middle. Like this is not even like, real influencers and i agree based on the cast i mean and I, you even know some of the cast from the past like other things in life i'm not i'm not that impressed either honestly. yeah and look i'm gonna watch the first episode and listen i hope i listen i hope i'm wrong but i think the writing's on the wall in terms of i don't think people are going to care and last but not least david this is when you know it's a different show is premiering on Sunday after Atlanta Housewives. I didn't even understand. I had a check and I was like, wait, it's a Sunday? I don't, I'm confused. Yes. It's going to stay on Sunday, I guess, after Atlanta? After, I, I so it's coming on July. Um, Atlanta is early May, June. So that's yeah, like- Yeah, it's July 16th. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll think, like overcross. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it'll be, Atlanta's the lead in. We'll see once Atlanta's off if that'll, you know, take his time slot or maybe Married to Medicine. I forgot about that. Maybe Married to Medicine will be the lead in, but- It's not a good sign. Look, I didn't think, I mean, and you know, then we'll wrap up. Like when I first- interview i was interviewing a lot of fashion people that knew jenna lyons so i would always say what do you think every single person was like i'm so i don't understand how jenna lyons is doing this like she was the president of j crew every single person i talked to that knows her is like isn't she too serious for housewives now that's never a good 
statement. And I'm talking like Nicole Miller, like fashion people that knew her. And I think like I asked Candace Bushnell, like real actual celebrities that I've had on my podcast. I can't remember. I mean, if you were even remotely associated with like anything, I'd be like, oh, do you know Jenna Lyons? I was like my go-to question. Everyone's was like, oh yeah, I know her. And like, isn't she doing, like, how is she doing housewives? And like, right when it was announced, everyone's like, isn't she too serious? Like maybe there's a dip. And it wasn't like, a. it, it was like, but I don't understand. Like, how is she going to be on that show? I don't get it. I'm like, well, I I don't know either. Like, I don't know her like you do, but that's not a good sign now, is it, for for a new housewife that they're too serious? No. So I watched the Met Gala. Yes, um, same here. Bitch, did you watch? That was her, right? Yeah. You want to go first about your thoughts? You you go first. I literally was watching it with my boyfriend, and he said to me, is there any other network covering the Met Gala? This is painful to watch. And I said, you're not even a fucking producer. And even you, you're like, turn the channel. I watch her and I said to him, I said, I think she's the new housewife. He says, she is? I'm like, yeah. And I was bored. Yeah. No, I, I watch. Oh, please. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I, I, I can't turn away. There's Kylie. There's Kendall. I'm like, no, I watched every last second of it. Yeah, no, that's her. And that's, look, so that that's how she that's that's her. That is her. New York, we have a problem. Right. And you mean to tell me you couldn't launch this show around Ebony K. Williams? That was my suggestion. I know. Well, I didn't take it in because I was like, that's not going to happen just as a yes. league. Yeah. I just, but I mean, look, I love my Ebony. You, you know this. Yes. No, same. And I just, listen, it's one thing to sprinkle in two new ladies like you did on Jersey this season. Like, okay, we got two new housewives, but we got Teresa, Melissa, Margaret and Jennifer Aiden and Dolores. Hey, come back and watch. Five new with with a with a I don't know. It reminds me of of um what they did season four when they got rid of like ninety percent of the apple holders and brought yeah. in like these, and it took like three years to get the show back to its groove. Um, I think that may be the same. I think it's gonna take it's gonna take a while. But again, and by the let's way, watch the first episode and see. Ebony never worked with Tinsley. Tinsley is influencer, younger, rich. Why couldn't you just take Tinsley and Ebony? And yeah, Tinsley and Leah, forget that, kick Leah to the curb and just get a couple people that Ebony knows and a couple people that Tinsley knows. And there's your diverse cast and cast. A, that's to your point. I, I would have pulled in Tinsley and thrown her with Ebony who have never worked together. And that would have been, and by the way, just to give a shout out, you look at all these, you talk about life after housewives, like look, I mean, people seem to forget that Ebony K Williams had a whole real legitimate media career before this blip on her radar. Yes. And you look at all the interviews she's doing now and the books, it's like, she is killing it. She's killing it. I even like on the breakfast club when she's standing oh, the whole I, bus, right? <laughs> I'm like, Listen, we know Ebony. That's she she knows that's good for her. Yeah. She's like, bring it on. 
you know, I love, I love my fellow lawyers. I'm like, everybody's not going to sit here and bow down, like be scared of DJ Envy. Like she doesn't care. Like, don't go. I'm like, DJ Envy, have you ever seen the Real Housewives of New York City? Girl, duck. Because yes. Ebony is nice. She doesn't care. She's that you're not the, the one. Not going to back down. She's going to put you in your place. This is why her and I, when she comes on like you, we have great chemistry and we spar. No, she's a good we just, girl. We love her. Um, I'm going to come back on your show for Jersey. Yeah. You're okay. So, okay. Whenever so, you want me. Oh, honey, you're coming back. Reunion, Jersey Housewives. We got to talk about it. And I just can't wait to see what gets revealed. Yes. And we're going to talk some reunion looks. I got a lot yes, to say about course. that. We'll do our own like free, you know, show. We're going to do know. our own Met Gala review. Yes, of yes. The looks. And we'll be, we'll be good because people love us together. Where can everyone find you? They can listen to me on your podcast if they haven't. Yes. And you just had Sheree. And I mean, you have everyone. Yes. No. So reality with the King podcast, wherever you get your podcast, also on YouTube as well. And again, follow me at the Carlos King underscore on all of these social media platforms. I'm sorry I kept you long. I was sticking to the time. It's, it's okay, not, baby. It's I don't okay. want it's, you to think I always no, go. No, it's or... my fault. It's okay. my fault. It's my fault. I love you. Anytime you need me, let me know. And I'll see you for Jersey. All right. And you'll come back on for Atlanta during the season too. Yes, of course. All right. Love you much. Love you, boo. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you, guys. See you soon. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.